Go ahead and turn to 1 Timothy. So go ahead and turn to 1 Timothy. Um, What I'd like to do, or not what I'd like to do, but what we're doing, is we're going to start uh, the book of 1 Timothy. Now, uh, years, a couple, two or three years ago, I think we started going through Titus. Um, We got through that. Um, somewhat unscathed, if you will. And uh, one of the reasons that I wanted to do that was because of what we've got going on here, and we wanted to be able to set things up right to begin with as we move as we move forward. So that's one of the reasons that we started off in Titus. Now, um, probably wouldn't have been the best place to start for that. Probably should have been First Timothy, but. Um, there's some things in First Timothy that I want us to be able to get, and then we'll do Second Timothy. And um, since we've already done Titus, then we'll, I'd like to be able to do Philemon. So we'll work our way through Paul's pastoral epistles. So as we go through this, uh, one thing that I do want to ask uh, of you as we go through here um, is to read First Timothy um, at least once per day. It's it's not that long. Uh, you've got six chapters, so it probably wouldn't take long. Uh, if you read that at least once uh, per day, it shouldn't take too long at all. Um, but that would be one of the things that I'd ask you to do is as we're going through First Timothy, kind of read that. And uh, you'll see some things that probably pop up that you may not have seen before. And that's the way it always works um, with me as I go through and read some things and, and, and stuff like that. So, um, as we go through this, I want us to be able to keep some of those things in mind. Um, we'll talk a little bit about some of these things real um, at the very beginning kind of as, an, and, and as an introduction. Uh, one of the things, and I put it up on, on the, uh, the main video screen, is First Timothy shows the church in rule and kind of how the local assembly is supposed to work. Second Timothy shows the church in ruin, um, how apostasy has come along and destroyed some of those some of those local assemblies, uh, and then Titus would be the church in rescue. Right. So, what we did is we started off in Titus and we went through Titus because one of the first things he says in Titus is, "I left you at Crete to set things in order." Right. And we talked about that, and we wanted to make sure that we set things in order. And one of the things that you're going to have to do with that is we need to know some stuff in First Timothy. And so that's one of the reasons why I want us to be able to go back and get First uh, Timothy to do that. So what I want to do, we'll start off, um, we'll read the first few verses here and then we'll get going. So First Timothy chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior, and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope, unto Timothy, my own son, in the faith, Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to study your word. And um, as we take a look at this uh, pastoral epistle, may we uh, allow your word to be the final authority in all things, that we can come to a greater knowledge and appreciation of it. Um, that um, we would be to the praise and honor and glory of your grace. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> now, one of the first things that I did when I started going through this is, um, and this is I think this is a thing, some, some textbooks will do this. Uh, mostly, mostly a lot of the math textbooks that I had in college, they would do this. You've got chapter zero, which is kind of like, okay, here's all the stuff that you should know for the rest of this book, all right? So when I started off uh, writing up my notes for this, I started off with First um, Timothy, Church and Rule, uh, chapter 1, verse 1. And that's my first, first card. Then I got to thinking, man, there is so much stuff that we need to know before we get to that. So technically, this is chapter 0, <laughs> of my notes. So it's got my little zero up there. So this is going to be chapter zero. Um, 
to get us in, in into this because there's some things that I want us to make sure that we know before we get started. The very first thing, what do we notice there in the very first verse is what? Paul. Paul. All right. So, so there's some things that we're, we're going to be able to talk about Paul, and we're going to take a look at that uh, a little bit more as we go through there. The main subject that we're going to start off with is going to be Timothy, right? One of the first things that I want us to be able to say about Paul is Paul is actually, at this particular time, he's free, right? He's not in, he's not in imprisoned. He's actually free. And how do we know that is? Notice there in verse 2, he says, Unto Timothy, my own son, in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and, the, and Jesus Christ our Lord, as I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia. So where is Paul going? He's going to Macedonia, right? So he's free. He's able to go where he wants to. He says, I'm going to go to Macedonia, and I want you to stay here in, in Ephesus. Now, where he's going to end up going is like Philippi, Thessalonica, Berea, Achaia, those, those types of things. So one of the first things I want us to be able to think about is Paul's actually free, right? So this would have been written after his first imprisonment. All right, we talked about this when we went through uh, Paul's epistles, uh, whenever we looked at the order of Paul's epistles. So this would have been written after his first imprisonment. And we'll take a look at some of those things uh, as we go on. All right, so it would have been after his first imprisonment and before his second one. Okay, so this is, this is the time period in which he's free to go about and do whatever he wants to. Um, one thing that's really interesting, go over to Hebrews chapter 13, and I want us to, I want us to notice something here. And uh, I want you to keep this verse in mind as, as, we're going through, as we're going through Timothy here. Hebrews chapter 13, um, let's start off in uh, verse 22. Um, the writer of Hebrews here, verse 22, and, and it's interesting, a lot of times people say, well, Paul wrote Hebrews, and we obviously know that's not true. Um, one of the other writers that people suggest would be Timothy, because he knew some of the same things that Paul knew, and he could write, you know, kind of the same along the same lines. Because a lot of times people say, well, Hebrews is kind of written kind of in the same same vein as, as as Paul's epistles. And that's one of the things they say, well, it's kind of written the same, same terminology and things like that. Um, I don't know why they would do that, but the doctrine is completely different, so then that should kind of tell you something different. Well, the other thing is they'll say, well, maybe Timothy. And I don't see that in this. The, the verse that we're going to look at here is one reason why. Notice in verse 22, And I beseech you, brethren, suffer the word of exhortation, for I have written a letter unto you in few words. Know ye that our brother Timothy is set at liberty, with whom, if he comes shortly, I will see you. So Timothy wouldn't talk about himself in the first person there, so I don't see Timothy being the writer of the book of Hebrews either. Now, that's neither here nor there. The main thing that I want us to see there is, what do we see about Timothy in that verse? He said at liberty, right? So one of the things that we find out about Timothy is, um, I would say, based off that verse, he's probably uh, been in prison, right? So he's, he's set at liberty, so at some time... Timothy's probably served some time in, in prison, so he spent some time in prison. But here, the writer of Hebrews says that, liber that uh, Timothy is set at liberty, so he's free. All right? Now, that's one thing I just kind of want to point out. That's one of those things that Timothy was kind of ashamed of. And, and, I, want, I, and I, want you to, I want you to see something... Um, along along those same lines, go over to um, go over to Second Timothy, chapter one, and I, and and just kind of think think our way think our way through this. Second Timothy chapter one, 
Notice in verse 8, so this is, this is Paul writing to Timothy. By this time, Paul, Paul's on his, on his way to, to death, really, right? Um, notice in verse 8, and Paul's in prison here. Notice in verse 8, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, right? So Paul's telling him, I'm in prison don't be, don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. One of the things that Timothy really struggled with is, you know, do you really, do you really want to say, hey, um, my ministry is attached to some guy that's in prison? <laughs> you kind of think about that, right? Because normally you think of people in prison, probably not the best people, even though there's probably a lot of people there that are probably better than most people on the outside. Um, but it's one of those things, Timothy's like, you could see that Paul's saying, don't be ashamed of what Christ did. Don't be ashamed of me, even though I'm in prison. And so then what happened is at some point, and I'm not sure what the point is yet, um, but Timothy had been in prison, right? Based on, on Hebrews 13, 23. So he's, he's partaken in those afflictions, if you will, right? So kind of keep those things in mind as we go through um, another thing that I want us to think about is his name, Timothy. Timothy's name um, means to honor God. All right, so kind of keep those things also uh, as, as we go through. Um, some other things that we do know about him, go get, uh, go get Philippians chapter 2. <clears throat> And this is kind of just an introduction into Timothy the person, so we can kind of get an idea of of what we're what we're doing. Um, where is Timothy? Well, Timothy's in Ephesus, right? Paul says, "Stay here at Ephesus while I go up into Macedonia." And what happens is is, is he ends up being the pastor of that church there at uh, at Ephesus. Notice Philippians chapter two. Verse 20. Well, let's look at verse 19. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus shortly unto you, that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. So this is Paul writing to the folks at Philippi saying, I want to send Timothy to you, and I want you to notice why. Verse 20. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your sake for your state for all seek their own not the things which are jesus christ but ye know the proof of him that as a son with the father he hath served with me in the gospel now what do we notice here with timothy paul saying i want you to know something about timothy right and I want, I want to send Timothy your way so that I can have good comfort when I know your state because I don't have anybody else that's as like-minded that I could send to you. That's a, that's a compliment to Timothy to say, you know, and that's, isn't, and that's coming off the heels of Paul telling him in, in Philippians chapter 2 that I want you to be like-minded, having the same love and, and being uh, of one accord and of one mind. So he's saying, Timothy, he's like-minded with me. All right? So that's one of those things that we want to be able to, to see. Let's go back real quick to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, verse 1. This is, this is uh, Paul, Paul going to Derby and Lystra, this area. Notice, Then came he to Derby and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there. By the way, I want you to think about this real quick. Um, when you get over here to Acts chapter 16, what is Timothy already called? A disciple, right? So he doesn't get saved here in Acts chapter 16. In fact, we could go back to Acts chapter 14 and kind of see that when Paul first goes there. 
But what's he say? He says, a certain disciple was there named Timotheus. So Timothy would already be saved at this point. All right? Notice, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jewish, Jewess, and believed, but his father was a Greek. Now, what's interesting about that is, um, what do we know about Paul? He was also both Jew and Greek. What do we know about Timothy? Also both Jew and Greek. So it's an interesting thing that we kind of see these, these similarities that's going on here. Uh, go over to chapter 20, Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. Um, let's start off here in verse 1. <clears throat> and I want us to, I want us to notice, notice some stuff here. Acts chapter 20, verse 1. And after the uproar was ceased, Paul called unto him the disciples and embraced them and departed for to go into Macedonia. Now, when Paul starts off in 1 Timothy, where does he say? He says, Timothy, I want you to stay here at Ephesus as I go where? To Macedonia. So we kind of start seeing some of these things as, as we see here. Where's Paul going? He's departing into Macedonia. Verse 2, And when he had gone over those parts and had given them much exhortation, he came into Greece, and there abode three months. And when the Jews laid wait for him, as he was about to sail in Syria, he purposed to return through Macedonia. And there accompanied him into Asia, uh, Sopater of Berea, and of the Thessalonians, Aristarchus and Secundus, and Gaius of Derby, and notice, Timotheus, and of Asia, Tychicus and Trophimus. Uh, these going before tarried for us at Troas. So, what do we find out about Timothy right there is where is he from? We're told that he's from Derby, right? So we can kind of, we can start seeing some of these things um, uh, where, where, he's, where he's coming from. Um, and so that's kind of an interesting thing. Go to, go back over to 1 Timothy chapter 1. So, right around Acts chapter 20, Paul's going into Macedonia. So, sometime before that, is when he's telling Timothy about these things. Um, again, just kind of getting some background information about Timothy here. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I, was, when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. So again, there we see Timothy is in Ephesus, ends up being the pastor there of that local assembly that they've got going on. All right. Um, there's some things that Paul asks Timothy to do. In fact, he charges him, and there's some charges that we're going to look at. Um, notice, notice there in verse 3, he says, As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest what? Charge some that they teach no other doctrine. So there's some charges here, some things that he wants Timothy to be able to do. Uh, drop down to verse 18. Verse 18, This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went, uh, went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. So here we see this charge that he gives to Timothy, right? Verse 19, Holding faith and of a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck. Uh, jump over to chapter 6. Verse 13. I give thee charge in the sight of God, who quickeneth all things, and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession. Drop down to verse 20. O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, 
avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely so-called. So there's some charges that Paul is giving to Timothy. He says, I want you to go and do these things. Make sure that you do these things. In the local assembly, here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do with your ministry. I charge you to do some of these things. Keep these things in mind, all right? So that's one of those things that we, we see as we go down through here. So what we have is, to start off with, we've got Timothy, whose name means to honor God. At some point, he has been in prison. He is the pastor at the church at Ephesus. Um, he's, he's, he's being written to by Paul in between his first and his second imprisonment. So he's free at that particular time because he's talking about, I'm going to go to Macedonia, but I want you to stay here at Ephesus, and I'm going to go on to Macedonia. Um, there's something else. Oh, let's go take a look at this real quick. Go back to Acts chapter 14. Acts chapter 14. Acts chapter 14. Notice, notice here we'll start off in verse 6. <clears throat> When did, when did Paul first start his ministry? It was in Acts 13, right? That's when he, he starts going. Notice in verse, verse, or chapter 14, verse 6, they were aware of it. They were, they were aware of it and fled unto Lystra and Derbe, cities of Lyconia, and unto the region that lieth round about. And there they preached the gospel. So this would have been in Paul, the, Paul's preaching out there that's in Timothy's neck of the woods, if you will, right? So that's where Paul is. He's over here in Lystra and Derby and all this, and that's where, that's where he would have been. Um, drop down to verse 20. It says, How bid as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up and came into the city, and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derby. So right around in here is where he's going into where Timothy is from, and at this point, I would suggest that this is when he first introduces Timothy to the gospel and gets him saved. By the, way, by the time we get over to chapter 16, we already know that he's a disciple and he's already doing some work, right? So one of the things some folks had mentioned before um, within the past couple of years or so is that Timothy would have been part of the little flock and he wasn't saved until some other time. But what we can do is we can know for a fact that he's part of the, the, the church, the body of Christ, because one, he's with Paul. He's talking, Paul's, Paul's telling him, here's what I want you to do. Timothy's got two books that's written to him. Technically, if you wanted to say the book of Ephesians was also written to him, I'd be okay with that because he was the pastor of the church at Ephesus. So I, I'd be okay if you said that he, he technically wrote Timothy three books. I'd be okay with that. But there's, there's things that we see there that if he's the pastor of the church in Ephesus, then he has to be a member of the church, the body of Christ. In fact, what we see here is, is this is when Paul would have been able to have presented him uh, that gospel. Why do we know? Well, what's Paul do in Derby? Well, verse 21, and when they had preached the gospel to that city, that's what he was doing and had taught many. They returned again to Lystra and Iconia and, and to Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples and going on down through there. He would, have, he would have been preaching the gospel at that particular time where Timothy was. All right? So we kind of hopefully kind of see some of those things uh, as we go through there. Uh, let's take a look at some other things real quick. 1 Timothy chapter 1. Go back to 1 Timothy chapter 1. First Timothy chapter one, verse two. Notice, unto Timothy, my own son, in the faith. Now, if you know, and we looked, we looked at the verse over in Philippians where it talks about the fact that you have this, this father and son issue between those two, right? And what's he say that he's the son in? The faith. So if, if he's the son in the faith, 
what's the faith that Timothy would have been believing would have been what Paul is teaching. So he would have been a convert of Paul's. And since we know what Paul was doing at that particular time was starting off the church, the body of Christ, that's what God was doing, then we can kind of see that's that issue. So, you know, I just kind of say that in passing. But we see that we see that same type of thing over and over and over again um, as we go take a look at that. Um, Let's go look at something real quick. I just want to get a little timeline here. Go back to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. All right. So, Acts 14. Paul's going into Derby, Lystra, Iconium, and all that stuff, and he's preaching the gospel. Um, by the time we get over here to Acts chapter 16, notice uh, verse 1. Then came he to Derby and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman who was a Jewess and believed, but his father was, uh, was a Greek, which was well reported of by the brethren that were at Lystra and Iconium. So, you have you have Timothy from Derby, which we look at the we, we saw the verses with that. Timothy's in Derby. The folks in Lystra and Iconium know all about that. Notice him would Paul have to go forth with him and took and circumcised him because of the Jews which were in those quarters, for they knew uh, all that his father was a Greek. <coughs> now that kind of brings up an issue, which. <laughs> isn't really an issue. So one of the one of the things that we know about Paul's Acts ministry is what? We go to Romans, you find out one of the things that he's that he's doing during the book of Acts is what? Provoking the nation of Israel to jealousy. How does he do that? Well, he's baptizing. <coughs> right? That's why he baptizes, is because as part of that bab that, that provoking ministry that he has for the for the Jews. Why does he circumcise Timothy? For the exact same reason. Now it's not this idea that Timothy was, you know, he's going to become um, a member of the the little flock and all that stuff. That's why he was doing it. <clears throat> no, he did it because that was part of his provoking ministry. Here you've got notice there what he says. Him would Paul. Him would Paul have to go forth with him and took and circumcised him. Why? Because of the Jews, which were in those corners, quarters, for they, what? Knew all that his father was a Greek. <coughs> if, you've got, if you've got a guy who is the son of a Greek gets circumcised, don't you think that would kind of make you upset? <laughs> They're taking our thing that doesn't belong to the Greeks, and they're performing that. That's part, you know, there's so much mess mess with the book of Acts that doesn't need to be a mess. That's one of them. Why did Paul baptize? Provoking ministry. Why did he circumcise? Provoking ministry. Why did he speak in tongues? Provoking ministry. Why did he heal? Provoking ministry. That's the whole purpose of it. That's why we've got the record in the book of Acts of what he was doing there. <coughs> right? Um, drop down to chapter 17. Acts chapter 17. Um, notice here in verse um, 14. Let's drop down to verse 14. Acts chapter 17, verse 14. And then immediately the brethren sent away the brethren sent away Paul to go as it were to the sea, but Silas and Timotheus abode there still. Now, where are they? Well, if you look a couple verses before here, verse eleven says these were more noble than those in Thessalonica. And what do we know about those that were more noble than those in Thessalonica? They were what? Bereans. So where are they here? Berea. So what is what do we have here is you've got 
Silas and Timothy that are with Paul doing the work of the ministry in Acts chapter 17. They were doing it in Acts chapter 16 too, but here they are in chapter 17 doing that work. Notice in verse 15, And they that conducted Paul brought him into Athens and receiving a commandment unto Silas and Timotheus for to come to him with all speed, they departed. Now while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. <clears throat> now we've looked at that verse and on down through there. But here they are, they're in Berea. Then you've got Paul's over in Athens, and what's he do? Silas and Timotheus comes over with them. And it's interesting, <clears throat> you start seeing those things, but Silas and Timotheus were left there at Berea. And then Paul's Paul goes over to Athens, and what's he do? He wants them to come to him. And he's tired of waiting, so he goes on because he heard about the city given over to, to idolatry. And you start seeing some of those things. Go to chapter 18. <clears throat> chapter 18. Verse, start off here in verse 4. <clears throat> if you look up at verse 1, after these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth. So we start we start seeing this timeline, right? And I should have kept writing all these down, but so Acts 14, 16, 17, now we're in 18, right? <clears throat> 18, 18 verse verse 4. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. And when Silas and Timotheus were come from Macedonia. Paul was pressed in the Spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus was Christ. Now, <clears throat> here you have Silas and Timotheus that are coming from Macedonia, and they show up where? In Corinth. Meanwhile, they're out there doing the work of the ministry that Paul had them to do. All right? Um, chapter 19. <clears throat> Chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. Notice here, let's start off in verse 21. <clears throat> Acts chapter 19, verse 21. Um, you've got these, these miracles that Paul performs. Verse 21 says, After these things were ended, Paul purposed in the Spirit when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia to go to Jerusalem saying, after I've been there, I must also see Rome. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Paul spent a lot of his time wanting to get to Rome. And by the time he got there, he got there the way that he didn't want to get there. That was by going to prison. But can you imagine, man, I really want to go here your entire life. And then you finally get to go there. And it's not exactly the way you wanted it to happen. But he, he, he says what? I must also see Rome. But notice here in verse 22. So he went into Macedonia. Uh, so he sent into Macedonia two of them that ministered unto him, unto him, Timotheus and Erastus, but he himself stayed in Asia for a season. <clears throat> All right. So what we, what we see here is he's going into what? He sent into Macedonia two of them that ministered unto him, Timotheus and Erastus, but he himself stayed in Asia for a season. Well, what happens next is what? You have this uproar that takes place in Ephesus. And that's not a good thing, right? <clears throat> uh, go over to chapter 20. So right here in Acts chapter 20, right around verse 1, you've got 1 Corinthians written. Uh, chapter 20, verse 3, you've got Romans written. Uh, right around that same area, a little bit after that, you've got 2 Corinthians. But it's kind of interesting when you look at that. But notice, notice here, you have this uproar in Ephesus. Notice in chapter 20, verse 1. And after the uproar was ceased, Paul called unto him the disciples and embraced them and departed for to go into Macedonia. And when he had gone over those parts and had given them much exhortation, he came into Greece and there abode three months. And, he, he, and when the Jews laid wait for him 
as he about to sail into Syria, he purposed to return uh, through Macedonia. So in chapter 20, verse 1, where is Paul, Paul going to go? He's in Ephesus. He's wanting to go to Macedonia. At this point, I would say this is where he tells uh, Timothy, stay here in Ephesus. I want to go to Macedonia. Do we kind of see that? <clears throat> so you've got this uproar in Ephesus. He wants to be able to send... In fact, you go back and he's wanting to send send uh, uh, Timothy and Erastus. He was wanting them to he so he sent Macedonia uh, into Macedonia two of them that ministered unto him, uh, Timotheus and Erastus. But he himself stayed in Asia for a season, so he's staying there. And Timothy's obviously come back, and Paul's saying, "I want you to stay here at Ephesus, and I'm going to go to Macedonia." So, <clears throat> I kind of see I kind of see. When, when Paul says there after his second imprisonment, uh, right around Acts chapter 20, I would see that's the point where he's, he's saying to Timothy, I want you to stay here in Ephesus. I want to go to Macedonia. So I kind of see that here. Um, if anybody has any other ideas, I'm open to them. But I kind of see, that's what I kind of see as we go down through here. He's saying, Timothy, there's some stuff here in, in, in Ephesus that, you need to take care of, and I'll give you the information you need. Um, so now I want to do now I want to do is uh, go through and let's just kind of see some verses about Timothy and some of the work that that he did, so we can kind of lead up to uh, where we actually get into it. And I'm kind of shocked. I look at this clock, and it's already almost 37 minutes into this, and it does not feel that way to me. Yeah, chapter zero of my notes. Um, the bad thing is, is I know not everybody can see this, but that's all we've covered so far is just that there. No, no. Uh, Romans chapter 16. So I just want to run through some of these. And a lot of these you could probably go and, and, and get for yourself. But I want you to see this stuff. Paul Paul talks about Timothy as a son, right? A son in the faith. And he talks about himself being as a father to him. Um, but not just that. <clears throat> and this is what's interesting to me. Um, notice, and I want to get something else too, but notice, notice in Romans chapter 16, verse 21, it says, Timotheus, my fellow worker. So here we are at the end of, 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 of the book of Romans and Paul's Paul's laying out this 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 long list of people to salute and 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 and, and all this stuff. <clears throat> he gets down here to verse twenty one. He says, "Timotheus, my fellow laborer." Not only was he a son in the faith, but he was also a fellow laborer, somebody that worked alongside Paul. We saw that in a lot of the verses that we looked at back in Acts. <clears throat> that that we could kind of see those things. And Lucius and Jason and Sosipater, my kinsmen, salute you. All right, and he goes on down through there. Uh, go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. Wherefore I beseech you, be ye followers of me, for this cause have I sent unto you Timotheus, who is my beloved son and faithful in the Lord, who shall bring you into remembrance of my ways, which be in Christ as I teach everywhere in every church. So here, not only is he a fellow laborer, but he calls him there again, my beloved son. But what's he do? He feels so confident in what Timothy can do, he sends him to the folks in Corinth. Right? We looked at the one over in Philippians where he says, I don't know anybody else that I can that's around me that would care for you as naturally as Timothy. And so we, we see these things as we go down through here, just getting an idea about who is who is Timothy. Uh, go over to chapter 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Uh, 
1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 8. Uh, Paul says to the folks here in Corinth, he says, But I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost, for a great door and effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. Now if Timotheus come, see that he may be with you without fear, for he worketh the work of the Lord, notice, as I also do. Again, that's that idea. It's not just that he's a son in the faith, but he's a, he's a fellow worker that I can trust. Who does what? He serves the Lord as also I do. That, that's an interesting thing. You know, he worketh the work of the Lord. That, that reminds me of that Philippians 2 again of that like-mindedness, right? Um, in fact, <clears throat> there's, there's something interesting. Uh, notice, check chapter, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Now, of course, we got to remind ourselves, okay, I am I, convinced that there is a book that Paul wrote to Corinth between 1 and 2 Corinthians, all right? Um, but notice here, 1 Corinthians, Paul says, if Timothy comes. Well, what he does, I, I would say that he's, he's probably been there, and the reason why is because you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, under the church of God, which is at Corinth, with all the saints which are in all Achaia. He's, he's addressing this book to the folks in Corinth and saying, I, I, I'm writing to you, but also Timothy, our brother. <clears throat> and he adds Timothy in this. This is one of those instances where Paul does put other people's names with that. What's interesting, we've talked about this before, Paul never has anybody else's name at the beginning in Romans and Ephesians. That's kind of an interesting thing. Those, those basic doctrinal building blocks of Romans and, and Ephesians, you don't see those. But the other ones you do. Like 1 Corinthians, I think it was... <clears throat> I don't want to take too much time with that. but um, Sosthenes, right? Paul and, and Sosthenes, our brother... So it's interesting you see that he's, he's putting these people with him. And you drop down to verse 19. Verse, verse 19, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 19. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who is preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. So Paul sent, and, and again... This verse tells me that Timothy actually did go to Corinth, right? And not just Timothy, but Silvanus and also Paul. He says, who was preached among you by us. And he tells them who the people the us are is who? Him, Silvanus, and, Tim and Timothy. So he did go and he did fulfill exactly what Paul asked him to do. To me, I, you know... <clears throat> When we, when we start looking at 1 Timothy, once we get into it, and we start seeing how, you know, most people call him Timid Timothy. <laughs> um, because he was just, he was so timid and things. But here's the thing. What was he doing? He was out there doing the work. Now, he got frustrated, and we'll see that as we go through. He, he, got, he got beaten down, and he got discouraged. We all do that, but here, and, and you also got to think, one of the things that Paul tells him is, let no man despise thy youth. Just because you're young doesn't mean you can't do the work, right? If you know it and you're doing the work, go do the work. <clears throat> um, we, looked at, we looked at Philippians. Uh, he's, he's, he's there at the beginning of Philippians. Uh, Colossians chapter 1, he's there as well. 1 Thessalonians. First uh, Thessalonians, he's he's there as well. First Thessalonians chapter one, and of course, like I said, there's a bunch of verses that I've got here that we can't go through just because of time. But um, notice, notice this. 
First, First Thessalonians chapter one, verse one. Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ. Be, Christ be unto you in peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers. Remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father. And you go on down through there and you, you see how Paul's talking to the folks in Thessalonica saying that you're examples in verse 7 to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. And it's interesting when you're going down through there and you read these things and Timothy, Paul says... He's right there with me. And Silvanus is right there with me. Timothy's out there. He's doing the work. <clears throat> like I said, there's a bunch of other verses that we could get into uh, that would that would kind of show us that stuff. But what I want us to be able to think about, and we might pick up a few of those next time, because um, there, there's some other ones that I definitely want to get to. But like you can go through and you see in in in. In Romans, 1st, 2nd Corinthians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st, 2nd Thessalonians, 1st, 2nd Timothy. Timothy's there. <laughs> he's, not in, he's not in the book of Ephesians, but guess why? He's the pastor there. <laughs> so it's interesting. He shows up in every one of Paul's epistles. Romans, 1st, 2nd Corinthians, Ephesians, because he's the pastor there. Philippians, Colossians. 1st, 2nd Thessalonians, 1st, 2nd Timothy, and the book of Philemon. Um, notice Philemon chapter 1, or Philemon 1. Um, by the way, if you ever get a chance to go through Philemon, it's 25 verses. You could read it in no time at all. It is the most profitable, I would say, the most profitable, especially for a saint that's mature. One of the things that I've always said, um, and I always kind of go back to school stuff, I call, I call, and I, probably some other people said this too, but I, I think of t uh, uh, Philemon as the capstone of grace. Right? In college, you have all these courses, and then you got this capstone class, and that capstone class is, here's all the stuff you've learned, go use it. That's what Philemon is. It's here's all this doctrine you've learned in Romans through uh, Titus. Philemon says, here, go use it. Notice here, Philippians or, uh, Philemon chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ, and who? Here's Timothy. Our brother unto Philemon, our dearly beloved and fellow laborer, and to our beloved Aphia and Ar Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in thy house. So there's some things there's some things that's really interesting as you work through there um, that that I find really interesting. Notice um, notice in verse 15, and this is one of those things I want us to think about. <clears throat> Timothy was a son to Paul. He was also a fellow laborer, right? A fellow servant. But he's more than that. And it's the same, it shows up here in Philemon too. Notice in verse 15. So to get an idea, and I know we're really running low on time and this is kind of ancillary, but <clears throat> the, the issue with Philemon is you've got Philemon who has a servant or slave, really, in Onesimus. And he's thought of as unprofitable. In fact, that's what his, his name actually means, profitable. But to, to, to Philemon, he's thought of as unprofitable. And so then Onesimus goes to Paul, and he tells Paul about what's going on. And Paul writes this letter, and I don't know if I'm convinced yet or not, but I think I am. I'm convinced, I think I am, that Paul gives this letter to Onesimus and has Onesimus actually hand it to Philemon. And I want you to notice this, verse 15. 
For perhaps he therefore departed for a season, that thou shouldest receive him forever. Not now as a servant, but above a servant, a brother beloved, especially to me, but how much more unto thee, both in the flesh and in the Lord. What Paul says is he's become profitable for me and he's also become profitable for you. And when I send him back to you, I want you to receive him not as a servant, but as a brother above a servant, as a brother. That's that issue that Paul and Timothy has there as well. He's not just the son in the faith. He's not just a fellow laborer. He's not just another co-worker. It's he's a brother. And, and <clears throat> to me, that's one of those things that you see. I mean, you look up at verse 11. It says, which in time past was unto thee unprofitable, but now profitable to thee and to me. He says, Philemon, I want you to take a look at this guy. He is more profitable to you as a brother than he would have ever been as a servant. And what you have to do there is you have to say, that is grace in action. And Paul said, and that's, that's one of those things why I bring it up. That's that same issue here. Paul doesn't look at Timothy as a second class citizen because he taught him stuff. He, he thinks of him as a brother, fellow laborer, somebody to come alongside and work with me. That, that's, an amazing, that's an amazing lesson as we think through those things. So there's some other verses that I want us to be able to go through with Timothy just to get an idea before we actually jump into the book. Right? Uh, <clears throat> so keep chapter zero stuff or card zero on your mind um, as we go through there. Uh, and then we'll pick up, we'll pick up with with chapter one, verse one, with Paul, and then uh, then we'll get going on with that stuff. Um, so far, um, so far going through, um, as far as notes go, I've got up through verse fifteen. <laughs> we'll be in First Timothy for a while, but there's so much good stuff in there. And uh, I want us to be able to see all that stuff. And so I want us to know who, who we're dealing with. I've done the same thing with Philemon. I've started going through Philemon, and I've gone through and found out every person that's in that, in that book, it's one chapter, every person that's in Philemon, I want to know everything about as much as I can about each one of those people. And it's really interesting, and it's quite fascinating, actually, when you start looking at all that stuff and how interconnected all these things are. It's... it's, it's it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, as I said, that's just kind of the intro part one, I guess, and then we'll go from there. So,